Luke 18 19 Nas but Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. This statement that Jesus made, sounds contradictory doesn't it, because we naturally think of Jesus himself as being good, and we think of Jesus being God in the flesh, which of course he was, and is, when he walked on this earth and uttered these words. But what Jesus was doing is pointing us to a greater truth, and that greater truth is that in reality, God our Heavenly Father is the source of all that is good, and by responding in the manner that Jesus did, He is letting us know that we need to understand this. And I know I keep coming back to what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, periodically, and I hope you will bear with me for doing so, but this keeps surfacing time and time again, especially in my prayers, so I am simply sharing my thoughts on this with you. The independence that Satan tempted Adam and Eve with, was the assumed reality that they, in themselves, could function on their own, like God does, without God their Creator influencing their decisions. In essence, Satan told them that they could be like God, Genesis 3-5, knowing the difference between good and evil, or for lack of better words, that which was right for them and that which was wrong for them, by themselves. But notice how, in this change that took place, the focus shifts from God's perception of what is good and what is evil, to their own perception of the same. Think of the cutting of the umbilical cord when a baby is born. Their connection with God, as the source of their life and His subsequent provision, including God's guidance on His thoughts about what was good and what was evil, with everything that they encountered, was cut on that day that they chose to go it alone. That shivering included their physical body, mind and also their spirit or soul. Think your thoughts are not my thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, Isaiah 55 8-9. And of course, we know what happens next when we trot off into the world, using these independent minds we have been given and following the leading of our own hearts. Think Ecclesiastes 7:20. Consider Ezekiel 36:26 and Hebrews 8:10 where God speaks about putting his laws into our minds and giving us a new heart and a new spirit within us. Think being born again through faith and trust in Jesus the Son, but this time the umbilical cord is figuratively speaking reconnected to our heavenly Father. And then this verse comes to mind, Romans 12:2 Nasp and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Notice God's will, notice that which is good. And because Jesus was God in the flesh, when He walked on this earth, His mind and will were obedient to the will of the Father, always, without exception. Think Garden of Gethsemane. Because with Jesus, that umbilical cord, figuratively speaking, was never broken. I don't think we comprehend how much we need to depend on God, with our thoughts and our ways. Renewing our minds is not usually a process that happens quickly. I can vouch for that from a personal perspective and with regard to our hearts, well if you are like me, that is still a work in progress. Think perfected for all time those who are being sanctified, Hebrews 10:14. But the awareness of the necessity to be dependent upon God for all that we think and all that we do is vital. I need God to construct, control and organize the thoughts in my mind and I need God to continue to work on my heart, daily. God and God alone is the source of that which is truly good, and that is the reality. This came to me today while I was in prayer. It helped me understand and appreciate my need for God a little bit better. Hopefully it may help you. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.